bastards. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? <laughs> Shut up. You're listening to Over Under Movies on the Playlist, the show where we pick one overrated movie and one underrated movie in a similar vein, tone, or style, and we discuss them. I'm Ryan Oliver. This is Octavia Kozak. And I'm Eric McClanahan. So as teased in the last episode, we have prepared. Uh, Eric has read from the Necronomicon, and we have brought our boomsticks. <laughs> and we're, we're about to tear some shit up. Uh, Eric's choices this week, uh, as we mentioned before, are Sam Raimi's original cult classic, The Evil Dead, and Fede Alvarez's remake of The Evil Dead from 2013, cult. which is the underrated pick without, with the, the, the... without the the, and without the, the, the. Uh, overrated being the original Evil Dead. So I want to pass this over to you, Eric. What What is your relationship with the Evil Dead series? Why did you choose this particular order for overrated and underrated? And what makes the uh, the remake an improvement uh, over the original for you? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess with, uh, I'll start with the why. And I, I will admit, especially after rewatching both these movies, this is kind of an odd time of year. Or odd. It, it feels like an odd time to choose these movies, I guess. And I think you guys kind of acknowledged that when we were like spitballing ideas for, for or I was with, with for my next episode. And um, so it is sort of weird. Maybe this one belongs more around like October when people are thinking more about these kind of movies. But um, I guess it, it, it popped up in my mind because I, I knew I wanted to do this episode at some point on the podcast. But uh, Fede Alvarez, the director of the remake, um, has a new movie out called Don't Breathe. And, you know, it was reviewed at South by Southwest. It's premiere there at the playlist. So it, that was fairly recently. I was like, oh, that guy's got a new movie. I remember liking the uh, the Evil Dead remake uh, quite a bit. And um, also there's the Ash versus Evil Dead series that's out there on Stars, which mm-hmm. I haven't seen. But Octa, you're a big fan of, right? Uh, I'm a big fan of in terms of like how much it fits the character, which is like just just wanton stupidity. That's what I'm okay. a big fan of. <laughs> yeah, no, I've heard it's I've heard it's a lot of fun from other people just beyond you even, Octay. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've been meaning to catch up with that. Haven't so. I guess that, you know, kind of swings me around to the franchise overall and my thoughts, because like the franchise is still alive. It's still continuing. And I still think about it and um, enough to like warrant this discussion, I'd say, even though it's an odd time to do it is um, I guess Evil Dead 2 for me is the masterpiece. Like that's Evil Dead 2 of this series of any of these Evil Dead properties is the perfect like encapsulation, I think, of what Sam Raimi does as a filmmaker. I think it's his best movie. Um, It's really funny. It embraces all of the things that I think some people ironically enjoy about the original Evil Dead, Uh, that being the humor and sort of over-the-top silly effects, uh, the sort of fakiness of it. Uh, Maybe that's just one aspect, but... Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Evil Dead 2. Really, really enjoy Army of Darkness as well. Um, mm-hmm. The original, though, uh, when I saw it a couple years ago, I got to see it on a film print at uh, a theater nice. here in Portland. Yeah, the Hollywood Theater here. And um, I, the original, The Evil Dead. And it really made me realize seeing it in a theater in its proper, quote-unquote, proper context 
uh, projected on a screen and in the dark, a big screen. And the movie really did nothing for me. And that Mm. still, I I would say is my overall thoughts. Having just watched it yesterday, uh, revisiting it again, just on my TV screen. Um, I just watched it and I got to say the movie is like, it's, it's, I'm not going to say that the evil dead, the, the Raimi version is a bad movie. I just think that, um, when in, when people talked about the remake came out when that came out, which was fairly well received um, and did well enough at the box office, people saw it. I think in in comparing the two, I think Evil the the Evil Dead the eighty one version is one that I uh, I see a lot of people herald as like a classic of the horror genre, even if they think it's kind of campy and silly. Like they sort of acknowledge that's what's great about it is the the sort of feeling I I take from uh, what when people talk about it, and I've. I don't feel that way anymore. I might have agreed about that before, but I've never been crazy about the first film. For me, it's like Evil Dead 2 is genius because it it, it, it amps up all the things that um, mm-hmm. work about the first one, which aren't that much in my opinion, and makes them all too, better. By the way. Exactly, right? I mean, it, that's you can't even really technically call it a sequel. Mm-hmm. It is, it's as if Sam Raimi was acknowledging the yeah, that first one was like my student film, my reel mm, to get. Exactly. But that it's like not always. I like Sam Raimi, but it's not always that great to see the earlier projects. I think we got at a similar point uh, when I chose The Last House on the Left for Wes Craven uh, as an overrated movie because that movie has elements that you know people talk about. It's infamous. It's got a reputation, but it's not a very well stitched together movie and i could make a lot of the same arguments for the for the first the original the evil dead and um you know i feel like i've been talking a long time so i'd like to hand it off to one of you guys but like generally that's that's where it is evil dead 2 great love army of darkness love the more comical over the top stuff the original i think is kind of creaky and the makeup and gore is really cheesy and like low budge in a way that it suffers now and whereas this remake is um really visually dynamic and the gore is really well done. And I also think they took more care with the script in the remake. Um, it's got a sort of sheen that's common to a lot of these modern day remakes of horror, beloved horror, older, older movies. But I think it rises above definitely like the platinum dunes bullshit. And, uh, I think Fede Alvarez's remake is one of the, the really good remakes to put out there, like along with Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, I'd say. So, um, again, I do feel like I've been going on for a while, but that's, that is sort of like a good encapsulation of my feelings on the franchise mm-hmm. and why I thought it'd be fun to talk about the two movies in comparison because like remakes are often discarded quickly. I think we all do that. But what do you guys think? Like, um, did you like the, the Evil Dead remake? I did like it. Uh, I do feel like the original uh and i love the original by the way um okay good good and i do feel that both movies um are director showcases and and i i realize that especially watching the the remake this time out because i actually ended up just because of uh availability of watching um i ended up watching the remake first um not overall but in prep for this episode Um, right and i was like uh like other than the lead uh, actress in the film whose name is uh, Jane Levy, who plays Mia. I was like, other than her, I was like, the acting is like universally pretty terrible in this movie. And then I was like, but I was like, I can't use that as an argument because someone's going to counter right back with the original oh, movie yeah. because the acting is universally <laughs> terrible in that movie too, with the, to a degree, exception of Bruce Campbell, mainly because he 
he gets because him and Raimi are friends. He he's on wa- Raimi's wavelength. He gets what he's going for in the movie, and therefore uh, works for it. But like, but I, I do like the remake, uh, like the original, in the way that it is a showcase for this uh, filmmaker Fede Alvarez, and uh, and Raimi meant for that. He the reason he wanted to do a remake is because he's like, I think this this story and this property is a good launching point for a promising up and coming filmmaker. And Alvarez did this really good special effects driven short called Panic Attack. Um, mm. They got a lot of notice, like in two thousand nine. I want to yeah, say it's, it's really I actually watched stuff. Considering it is, like I actually had his budget. Watched, and... Yeah, I actually watched it in a film class, and so when that was when that came out, I was like, "Oh, it was the guy who made that movie," and and it's Ooh. a very like technically impressive movie. But at the same time, the original is a really technically impressive movie, not only for its time but for its budget. Like mm-hmm. the Raimi, it's it feels like a you know young passionate filmmaker went out in the jungle, not, not the jungle, but out in the woods and just like, and just made it. He's like, I got an idea and I have a limited amount of money, limited amount of resources, and I'm just going to fucking do it. I'm just going to go out there and make it. And I'm, I'm watching it again. And, and I agree with you, Eric, that it's like there, it is campy and some of the effects don't hold up, but I feel, I do feel a watching this movie in 1981 or two in a packed house probably would have been effect, like the effects would have held up a little bit more um, for the time. But I do think the way that Amy's camera is always moving and the way that it is always just, there's so much energy in the movie and so much like, I, I do think he intentionally blended humor and scares. He definitely perfected it with evil dead too, but I do feel that was his intention here. And all those actors stayed in that cabin for the entirety of the shoot and they had they people actually got hurt and they had limited amount of like health resources and instead of actually like like Bruce Campbell hurt his leg and instead of actually like do it like doing something about it Raimi like prodded and provoked him and like you know tried to get the reactions out of them so even though <laughs> yeah if you, if you listen to the is, commentary it's basically them complaining about how miserable the whole experience was from beginning to end exactly and so like that and you know maybe the movie does have to work, but I still think uh, I still think the story of how a movie is made can still be effective in viewing the movie to all those people who slammed the revenant for that. But that's a different conversation. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I think that this movie is incredibly you know well done for a first film. How he got the shots in the conditions that they did is just it's such an impressive first feature and the way he moves that camera has been seen not just in horror films but in films throughout the history and and as much as i can praise the remake for being so technically astute for being so good in its gore effects and it's a good gory movie for sure but it's just but it still feels but that style is still very much Raimi's it's still very much his own and he still very much created that with the original film and I I, I so, so I still it's, it still movie, feels but... derivative even though you agree that it's technically an yeah. improvement mainly because they had a bigger budget too exactly mm. but it but as Eric said like this is a this is a good remake and and I I give them credit again even though I think only one of the performances is worthwhile and there's other mm. like really bad like you know plot threads in the remake that we can maybe get into but well, real quick to... run i'm i'm curious about because i actually you say you didn't like anybody but uh the actress that plays me i thought lou taylor pucci is like the best thing in this the remake i don't agree you don't, with what you don't like him I, I i find him to be i found them all to be really flat uh i, I think, think he's I think the humor he, I think in his the movie. performance is, is is okay but the character is written so terribly that um 
I mean, I'll, 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 get, I'll, get, I'll get to why I hate uh, that character. I, 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 I think he's funny. I think he's trying to be funny. I think he's trying to be funny, but I don't think that he um, I don't succeeds. Know, I, think, I think he's at, genuinely at, trying to come across as like someone who's like seriously freaking out from minute one. He um, he is. He looks like uh, he looks like I forgot the character's name, but he looks like the teacher from Beavis and Butthead. But and my biggest issue too, uh, and, and you know we're talking about both movies, so I I can get into it. I, I did yeah. not like his performance, and also the characters are perceived, or they're supposed to be perceived in this movie as smarter. Like he's a teacher. The one gal is a doctor or a nurse. Um, like they they are smarter people. Like you yeah, you believe in the evil dead. Like teenage idiots they're portrayed in the original kind of thing exactly you like you believe they're idiots and also when the necronomicon is read in the original they're listening to a tape Mm -hmm. which you know it's it seems silly but they're they're still listening to it and so that's much i want to i want to definitely read that fucking book and it's like it's only to drive the the plot that's all that's, it is that's but, definitely but something that i want to get into it's not it's not only like well uh, before before i get into like my overall thoughts about these two films or whatever let me like you know uh mention you know let me like uh, go on what you guys what you just said um mm-hmm. about like the the way that the book is read uh, the necronomicon is read in evil dead remake is uh you know like you know that moment is coming it's an evil dead movie someone's gonna read the necronomicon or necronomicon is gonna be uh, involved somehow but the, the way that it happens in this it's almost like it's not only just nonsensical and stupid in a way that's just like it's almost like trolling because the way that it's set up is like you know it's almost like they're saying you know th- this moment has to happen so someone has to make these like this like really stupid choice but it makes Mm. sense for a couple of dumb teenagers to like put on a tape and be like oh it's like some occult stuff that someone was studying in this cabin let's listen to it while getting drunk or whatever i agree with this it's it's something completely different when they find this book in in a in a room full of like dead burnt cats that are hanging upside down which, first of all, like, you would probably get the fuck out of there immediately as soon as you saw that. But fine. Uh, and then the, the guy, the, the, you know, that guy, that's why, like, the part of the reason why, why I hate the way that character is written, not the performance as much. Uh, but it's almost like, it's almost like the movie is daring you to, like, buy into the, the dumb teenager or the dumb young uh, character reads off the book to bring the demons or whatever cliche because it's just like it piles on every single possible reason why this book shouldn't be read as if, <laughs> as if it's a like it becomes like a Mel Brooks movie or something like a like a like a parody or something because the book is like yeah. covered in like barbed wire he he like and plastic wrap and plastic wrap <laughs> Every single page says, "Don't read this. This is written in human <laughs> blood." It's like it's like a parody scene. It's like straight out of like a scary movie or something. Um, well, you know what movie kind of hurts so the uh, perception that... of this movie uh, for oh, me anyway was yeah. Cabin in the Woods, which yeah. came out the year before. Was shot four years before this movie because mm-hmm. uh, it was shelved for like three years for some reason. But I feel like, and this isn't the Evil Dead movie's fault necessarily right. like it's not the fault of the movie but there was definitely like zero awareness of this other movie that like takes those cliches and just like completely cuts them up and gives like speeds into the dogs well, I th- so I think, like I think there it, was a little bit in the way that they set up 
the characters, the thing that I find uh, <coughs> like vastly superior to the original and, and, and superior to a lot of other um, kind of cliched Cabin in the Wood type, type movies that, that the Cabin in the Woods um, turned that into the whole reason for that story to exist in the first place of oh. like bringing in those like very one-dimensional archetypes of you know the uh the virgin the whore the jock the nerd and uh you know in, in cabin in the woods that's like kind of used towards a little allegory about like the horror fan wanting blood from these characters and we're like the gods that right. that are in that movie uh mm-hmm. or whatever you know that, that there's like there's like those like kind of thematic elements there and uh it's you know cabin in the woods in that sense makes fun of like the evil dead archetype uh, the evil dead mold of uh you know a bunch of dumb teenagers going to cabin in the woods to party and the thing that i think s- uh separated that from uh a kind of parody like you know something that cabin in the woods would parody is that the film begins with kind of a dark note uh, uh they're not you know the characters are not there to party they're there because their friend is a drug addict who might OD and die if she doesn't mm-hmm. quit cold turkey. And it, it, it already starts from this, like, dark and gloomy place. Like, there's no, like, partying or dumb teenagers getting drunk and doing stupid things that that is set up. Apart from that, like, one glaring, really bizarre, like, scene of the character reading the book and all that. But um, apart from that, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I like about it. it. It already starts from, like, this really kind of... Um, brooding negative space you don't have to sit through like 30 minutes of stupid like cheesy filler of like teenagers acting dumb and doing like jokes around each other and you know just drinking up and then you know it's just just, like all this stuff where you're like you just look at your watch and you're like yeah yeah you know whatever just get to the point where this this feels like there's at least some attempt at bringing some drama and some originality to this setup and you know of course the rest of the film is Obviously, the 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 point is to bring the gore, and it's a exercise in style, and it's about like the these horrific like but creative gore set pieces full of like practical effects and all that stuff. But at least they they also like the rest of the film. They also attempt to bring in the theme of like uh, you know um, you know at first the, the 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 tree rape happens, and which is weird that it also exists in the remake because that was the one scene that. Sam Raimi admitted that he felt kind of like guilty about. I'm glad uh, you yeah. brought that up. I was gonna bring that up yeah, too. Like, I, was, I, was like, I would that, probably that, that not do that again. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and it was in the remake, so maybe it was because the fans were like the tree rape. That was the best part of the movie. So maybe he was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in there somehow." And oh I guess, god, I, guess, I, I don't want to know those fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't either. They, they exist, terrible. unfortunately. Um, oh, sure uh, they do. I mean, it's it's not because they love rape. It's because like there are those gore hounds who are just like. Oh, you know, like who just like right. attach themselves to like the most extreme parts of these movies, and say so, like, yeah, man, that was like so ballsy that they did that. They should do that. Like, it's like it's about like pushing the envelope. It's not really about like being pro rape or whatever. In that, right. I, I think in that sense, at least, like that's what I hope is the case. But um, but yeah, so so that happens, and then um, like there's a little bit of a you know, plot connection there, a little bit of a character connection there where they're like, oh, she's, you know, what's that called? Like, she's she's uh, just imagining it because she's with she's in withdrawal. And then later on, there's... Hallucinating? Yeah, well, like hallucinating or, 
you know, or she's just flat out mm-hmm. lying because she wants to get out there so she can get her next fix. But then, right. you know, we're told that if that happens, she might OD and die this time. Uh, so there's like there's like more stakes than you know we're at this cabin to like get fucked up and party, and then now these like weird shit is happening, and on and also like you know it just it it kind of goes through with that theme at least very very below the surface of like you know the climax about like you know a, a, an addict fighting against uh, her worst self kind of thing you know like mm-hmm. the the big bloody climax you know there's you know there's a little bit of stuff like that it's not really like super smart or intriguing or full of depth or anything but at least there's an attempt to do like that do something like that as opposed to the evil dead where it's just like a bunch of annoying idiots who just go up there to party and then you know raise the dead well not even that really like the original is you know it of course i'm i do acknowledge the limits it had and and they had in their budget and i do respect and in some ways am in awe that they made that movie at all like that's really impressive but the uh there's no real sense that they're like even people in that movie. So like when shit starts to hit the fan, in the original um, Ryan, you say that they intended it to be funny. I always took the original as being an attempted at like serious. No, the horror attempt of the and, original was serious horror. That's and I think yeah. it's only, I don't see I don't that. I think it's funny in retrospect, looking at how shitty it looks is like, and I, that's the thing I um, uh, really like about this remake so much in comparison, even though I agree with the very clear flaws that it has um is that it it is a more intense realistic visceral like horror serious gore movie and then it does have uh and this the what octa just described so well this whole like drug addiction brother sister narrative like really works for me in the movie it's not pulled off great the acting by and large sure is not great it i don't think it's terrible but like I think it's serviceable, but the narrative idea, exactly. That's the, the I think word. the ambition, it's well thought out. It's just not maybe like crafted to its best, but at least they tried um, it. They <laughs> it's, it's that, but I want to give them a little bit more than that. Cause they're like halfway there. They like, they did a solid job and they're, they are reaching. There isn't an ambition there that you definitely don't see in like, Holy shit, like the fucking Platinum Dune remakes of all those Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Nightmare on Elm Street, the Fright, you know, that stuff's garbage. That's just yeah. disposable yeah, yeah. prod. And there, I do think when it really boils down to it, I, I would love to know what you guys just say gut rea- reaction is <clears throat> if someone lays out a choice and it's like, which Evil Dead do you want to watch? I would watch the remake every time. I just think it's. It's just. It had the money, so it's like a better version of it because. Um, they are director showcases. I guess I'd rather watch the director showcase that has more money behind it. I, I, I yeah, I, I mean, I, I would. I just, yeah, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. No, I was just to say, I, I, I don't agree. I, I would definitely take the original over this one because this one is, well, while impressive, I don't think it's dramatically enough to warrant how gruesomely unpleasant it is throughout. Like it's, <laughs> it's pretty it's gruesome. <laughs> it's gruesome and and I I nasty. I respect that. It's nasty and and that's fine. I'm not like offended by that. I think it's great cuz well, I well, I well, love horror well, movies, only, but only I do reason, yeah. I do think I I really do think that Raimi had a sense of humor making the first movie. Like I truly believe like yeah, I don't yeah. know. There's a, speculations. Nobody's really come out and say that. You can really only speculate whether it's in hindsight that it's funny or if they had a sense of humor. But I say the evidence from everything from Evil Dead 2 to Army of Darkness to Dark Man to Drag Me to Hell to the terrible like middle act uh, 
snapping the finger scene in Spider-Man 3. Like, Raimi has, <laughs> he has a goofy sense of humor. And mm-hmm. I think that while making that movie, that he's like, he's like, okay, I don't have good actors. He's like, I have a good idea. I, you know, I just want to make it this ride. He's like, but I, I don't have, you know, I don't have the actors to do it. They might be able to pull it off, like, from an athletic standpoint, but not from an acting standpoint. I think that it's, like, deliberately terrible and cheesy. Like, especially when they're first driving to the cabin, and there's this, like, goofy reaction from the guy driving. Like, Ash is looking at the map, and he's like, we're at... And then he just turns around, and just the smile gives his, yeah? Just, like, the the way that is, like, <laughs> cut and framed and, like, said, I was like... There's no way he didn't intend for that to be funny. Like, there is no way that he was meant for that to be played off as well, serious. And even even, even uh, Joel Cohen, who was the assistant editor on this movie, mm-hmm. liked the merging of violence and humor. And it was part of his inspiration for Blood Simple. So... There's that that's too. True. That's true. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's. A, I think it's it's a bit of a combination of both. There are, um, you know, the audio commentary, and there are some interviews that where they state that they wanted to go out and make like a more serious, uh, more scary, like brooding horror movie. And I think that's why that's why the screenplay itself is as straightforward as it is and uh it's the execution that makes it look funny and goofy in many ways and if you look at like moving from that point on you look at evil dead that was obviously written as a as a comedy horror but you can you know just like you see in the uh, evil dead remake which is basically like the same setup and the same uh kind of story beats even though it has different characters it's completely gruesome and terrifying and uh gory and you know it's it's not a lot of there's not a lot of tongue in cheek, and so it's just like I feel like they, during production, he, you know, yeah, Sam Raimi, of course, has his goofy side. He's a huge fan <laughs> of the Three Stooges, uh, the all those guys were, you know, Bob, uh, Bob Tapered and uh, Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell and Ted Raimi and Ivan and all those guys, and they, so they were all like big fans of slapstick, and they were big fans of like just pushing the envelope of horror and gore and effects, and you know, the the original movie is a is much more of a uh, exercise in style than it is a full-fledged you know uh, movie with a certain story or tone in many ways like it's just the whole thing is like a very shoestring kind of you know thin archetype of a uh, of a setup and then within that there's just like during the, the shoot and everything else they came up with like old sam raimi came out with like the it's the the angles and the the, dyna- the dynamic way that he chose to like create these like bloody set pieces and came up with the you know the the light bulb fills up with blood and the uh, the mm-hmm. the projector you know just like, fills up with blood and like all that stuff is just like you know there's 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 a bunch of like episodic nonsensical stuff that happens in this movie that's like so much fun to watch because it also like I I feel like you know as far as your question Eric it, I th- I feel like it depends on my mood about which one I would choose to watch I would uh, mm. I would watch the original if I felt nostalgic but I would definitely watch the remake if I felt like I wanted to sit through a more contemporary a more viscerally satisfying kind of like dark gory intense like seriously intense horror experience not a not a goofy intense like not, not a like you know a throwback kind of thing uh, and I think it, it really matters when you watch uh <clears throat> the first Evil Dead, and it really matters like your position on 
filmmaking because in many ways this is like one of those films like maybe like clerks or slacker that are like a like a like a struggling aspirational idealistic uh up-and-coming filmmakers films like uh you mm -hmm. know like all these like it's one of those films where it's just like man these guys went out there and they did their own thing and look at how much they were able to accomplish with such a small budget it's just like looking at stuff like that for for like young filmmakers that stuff is always inspirational and i watched the first evil dead with my uh film school friends for the first time when we were just like hanging out at my place uh late at night getting drunk and we just like popped it in and it was like freshman year film school so it's just like that the it's like the perfect place in the time for us to experience um a film like the evil dead where you look at it and and, and you're kind of like you're entertained by all this like gory goofiness that's going around going on but you're also kind of inspired by like how grainy and grimy and cheap it looks but how much they you know he was able to accomplish just by using clever uh camera movement or angles and clever editing and stuff like that so it's just like there's that kind of like inspirational part of it that um that doesn't really exist in the remake because the remake is like much more polished it has money behind it and uh it's it's better made in that sense but that's that's why i have like this even watching it today it just like brings me back to those times of you know it has this like it has that charm to it it has that like accessibility to it as for like you know up and coming filmmakers and I, you know that would be the one that maybe you know if if it was like like a horror fan who's just like i've never seen any of the evil dead movies well first i would be like just go watch evil dead 2 and army of darkness but whatever um <laughs> but, but you know if if it was like a hardcore horror fan i'd be like yeah watch the remake you'll probably have more fun out of it but if it was like a first um you know like a first year film student or someone who's like really into film someone who's really into like going out there and making his own thing i would be like watch the original and see like how these kind of like plucky kids from um like michigan i think uh yep. just went out there and like found this abandoned shed and like went out there and like raised like ninety thousand dollars and made this movie and that 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 to me is like is where the charm of the evil dead lies like the backstory of how it was made and it depends on like who you are as a film fan to to approach it but but on its own if you just showed both films to people who have no idea how either of these films were made they just want to like sit down and get scared and entertained i feel like yeah they they would probably find the original to be silly and boring at at many points Um, yeah, and Okta, I think your point, like, uh, the, for me, I guess where I get hung up is um, I feel like the Evil Dead, the original 1981 version, is, like, kind of null and void once the Evil Dead 2 was made in 87. Yes. Like, once That's that comes it's out, it's like... It's not, it's not really yeah, a... Exactly. Yeah. So that, to me, it's like, well, yeah, you could show them, oh, watch the 
crappy student film quality version, The Evil Dead, or watch the one where they got a little bit more time, a little more money, and they were better filmmakers. Like, watch that one, because that's the better movie overall. And, like, that's why they redid it, basically, or rebooted it, in a sense. I mean, that's that's how I feel about it. I, I don't mean to completely knock the original, because... Mm-hmm. In the camera angle and the camera movement and innovation department, I still really love the original, and it is impressive, especially and with how the, reckless nope. they were too. It's like it's fun, yeah, to watch them yeah. in that sense too. Totally, like a good <laughs> they, way. They to totally put it drove now. into like that final shot. They to- they put a uh, the camera on on a motorcycle and they totally drove it into uh, oh, that's Bruce awesome. Campbell at like you know forty miles an hour. <laughs> he like broke his uh, arm or something like that. Like, it's, oh jeez, it's insane. Like the kind of well, shit and that I they love. Did. And then that happens. That's a that is a great final shot in the original one. And then of course that cut with the like the yeah. old fashioned song. It's so that is a great. Yeah. There are great. There's great things in the original. I don't mean to completely like write it off. It's just it's charming um, stuff. It's you know. it's charming. But however, I look at like it's like this. It's like um, Quentin Tarantino made a movie before Reservoir Dogs. It was called like My Best Friend's Birthday or something like mm-hmm. that. And he didn't really want that to. He's like it didn't really get released. I feel like. Um, Evil Dead to Evil Dead 2 is like that to Reservoir Dogs for Tarantino. Like, I don't want to, s- I've seen, uh, his, that film, uh, I think mm. it's called my best friend's birthday mm. and it's like on YouTube or let's, let's even look at like the Dirk Diggler story that mm. P.T. Anderson mm. made. He was like 19. I'd rather watch Boogie Nights than the Dirk Diggler story. And to me, the Evil Dead versus Evil Dead 2 or even the remake is sort of like, why? I'm just, I'm sort of like over it, I guess. So I I guess I'm writing it off, but I don't mean to be so dismissive. It's just, I feel like there's such better versions of what Raimi and other people inspired by Raimi or, you know, Mm. basically knocking him off are are doing that, that I just feel like is an improved, um, more honed version. I just enjoy watching those more, I guess. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, as we discussed in this previous <laughs> episode, and you mentioned oh. being, which is oh, funny. Like, if, burn. If, if, if you think true. about it. It's an opposite about, argument, yes. Well, yeah, and if you think about it being circular, it's like this movie with the five, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. younger people going out to an isolated area, probably very much inspired by Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then part two being inspired by the goofiness of the Evil Dead, and just comes back full circle. Okay, so uh, I really like your point, and you're right. I kind of am almost contradictory argument I'm making, except that I would say, if I'm going to hold up the Evil Dead to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, I'll just go, like, gore effects. Like, Toby Hooper could have probably done the same level of gore that they did in the original the evil dead but he didn't show that stuff and so the like cr- the cheesy like corn food guts effects like i don't have to it doesn't date the original texas chainsaw massacre it's still this crazy nightmare of a movie because he withheld certain things whereas Raimi, even though had no budget he went full bore with the gore and that stuff doesn't hold up it's like mm-hmm. so shitty i can't even like laugh at it it's just kind of boring so, so whereas man i don't uh, think it's that yeah. shitty oh, i do uh, i do i think i, I don't understand though yeah I okay do. boys I, but, boys let me let me mediate this this <laughs> argument let me uh let me let me let us, let's try to come up with some kind of compromise in between Fair. here, which I think uh, Ryan has a point of coming. I think Ryan has a point of coming back with like, well, pretty much the same thing happened with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like this up and coming director, really low budget, going out to make like a movie with uh, like this this grimy like horror movie uh, with a bunch of unknown actors and like all the setups are there, and there are you know you have to admit like there's some like bad pieces of like silly acting and. Um, 
in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's stuff where the, the low budget like really shows itself, and the lack of experience shows itself. But I True. think I think the 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 part that I agree with you, Eric, is that yes, the 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 saving grace of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was Toby Hooper's putting more weight on mood. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is more of a mood piece as opposed to the Evil Dead's uh, real over reliance on style mm-hmm. uh, and 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 gore effects, which you know that stuff style and special effects get dated. That's that's just the thing that happens and. And suspense and mood—it's—it's—it's it's, it's hard. If you really pull it off, it's hard to, to date that. So that that makes—I think that makes the, those two different movies, and that makes uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre the original clearly the uh, better than uh, the Evil Dead. And I think um, you know your your point about, but but then yeah, I think I think Ryan does also ha- have a have a bit of a point about like yeah, let's not dismiss the uh, yeah you know completely dismiss the or the older influential like massively influential original low budget film just because they came back and made a uh, uh uh a sequel with much more money with with a completely different tone and um mm-hmm. the way i look at evil dead uh, specifically <clears throat> is like there are two evil dead franchises there's ash versus the evil dead which is comedy comedy horror in the style of like that brings in like the old fashioned like Three Stooges and like Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein, Frankenstein or, or whatever, which is basically like the formula of, of putting like this completely inexperienced, way over his head goofball in these like <laughs> like horrifying situations. Which Ash is yeah. the perfect character for that. Um, so good. So so those are Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, and the recent Ash versus Evil Dead, uh, which basically it was perfect for for at the beginning of Evil Dead. It was kind of like a uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like their ideal situation. I, I think they wanted to use. I think Sam Raimi wanted to use footage from the first Evil Dead, but uh, because of rights issues, he couldn't. So he ended up having to complete to to have this like five ten minute introduction to Evil Dead, where he wanted to like go over what happened in the first film. Mm. But that gave him the opportunity of like, well, if we're gonna remake this whole thing, why don't I just like get rid of some elements that I didn't like? Just make this about this couple. Uh, so uh, Evil Dead Two completely reboots uh, Evil Dead One, so it makes makes the Evil Dead, the 1981 even the Evil Dead, completely non-canonical. Like I don't look at it even as having anything to do with Evil Dead Two and uh, Army of Darkness and Ash vs Evil Dead, because like I, I I even look at like the character in the Evil Dead to me is Ashley. It's not Ash, because I mean oh, they right. call him Ashley during the whole thing. He doesn't have any of those like you know the bravado and the the kind of like idiot confidence uh the charisma like he doesn't have any like it's not even the same character he's just a different character called ashley who's like a random like young dude who wants to party and you know hang out with his girlfriend or whatever like all that like the the archetype like the 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 legendary like ash character isn't there so it makes perfect Mm -hmm. sense for that to have been have been rebooted with the evil that with with Evil Dead 2. Uh, so that's in a different category. And then I feel like the Evil Dead, the 1981 uh, Evil Dead, and then the Evil Dead remake are completely separate from the Ash comedy horror movies, like straight up like mm-hmm. uh, Three Stooges with zombies kind of stuff, which is which mm-hmm. which is the stuff that I prefer over the, the straight horror, the Evil Dead and the Evil Dead remake. And um, 
and I think it's uh, you know you know splitting splitting those two it's it's it makes it uh, easier for me to kind of really treat the first the Evil Dead as the the 1981 Evil Dead as the uh, the kind of like the the one that I um, can watch as a completely separate movie and mm-hmm. just just enjoy the charms of its low budget and how silly it can be and how much of a like kind of non screenplay that it has and it's basically like a low budget exercise in style so i don't think it's you know it's 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 definitely like the the the, the one that began it all but it's also you know i agree that out of those like four movies on tv show it's the it's the uh the lowest one in in quality but at the same time i don't think it's just a, it's just a different film and it's completely within not not even within the same universe as evil dead 2 so that's why i don't you know i i still find value in it i don't think it should be discarded just because evil dead 2 exists it's a completely different tone and mood than than evil dead 2 to me Totally. And, and you even said, you know, better, uh, you know, what I, when I brought up Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, and one and two, and I'm not, I'm not like comparing the evil dead with the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it's apples and oranges. Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. is like a far superior movie in, in every way, but they are two different types of movies. But I guess what I was saying is that director at that level, director intent versus execution isn't always in alignment, I guess is what I'm saying, because Toby Hooper has said when he made Texas Chainsaw Part 2, which is admittedly more over the top and more darkly comic than the original, like, clearly, um, (laughs) he he said he meant for the original to be more comic, like, to be more darkly comic. How he could do that, I have no idea, because that movie is so relentlessly terrifying that I don't (laughs) see how any humor could break through it. But, sure, okay, let's, let's say he was doing that. Uh, but he, if, if that's the thing, then he failed in a, the best way possible, but then he failed and then went on to do it with his bigger budgeted film. And then Raimi, you know, I don't know if he meant to make a serious horror movie or not. I don't totally think so. And, and maybe he did, and then the editing realized, well, this isn't working seriously, so I'm going to cut it for laughs. But then he was able to go out and make the movie he wanted with a bigger budget. So as Octa said, we can't discount what the director was intending with the original movie um, when they go on to make the, the bigger movie. Well, the, but the screenplay yeah. and the pre-production, as far as I know, doesn't didn't have any jokes in the Oh, and I believe that. Film. I totally I, believe like, that. They, they totally set saying... out to make a serious horror movie. It's not like oh, Evil Dead 2, where it's just like written with, like, he chops off his hand and the hand walks away and gives him the finger. Like, there's definitely, <laughs> like, intended goofiness from, like, day one on that on that production. Absolutely, and I, I don't disagree with that. And and you're right, pre-production and in the script, maybe they were going for a serious horror movie. I'm saying in the editing room, he may have realized this isn't going to work seriously because I think almost all the humor, if it doesn't come from the over-the-topness in the movie, it comes from the way it's edited. It comes mm-hmm. from the yeah. way that, that things and people's like terrible performance reactions are edited <laughs> together. So, I, I yes, I think intended when they were filming, they meant to make it straight, but I think when he got in that editing room, 
he edited it more for comedic effect yeah, there, there, and realized there, yeah. it worked on that level and then went on to achieve that full on in Evil Dead 2, which, as as Eric said early on, is Raimi's best movie. And he's made pretty pretty fine movies, and that's oh, yeah. his best I'm, I'm a I'm a slightly bigger fan of Army of Darkness just because of how... Oh, it's so much how, fun, How dude. stupid and fun it is as opposed... Like, it's Evil so Dead fun. 2, Evil Dead 2, to me, still has a little bit of the the mood and darkness of the the first one and that's why i like it because i think it's it's horror and it's comedy yeah i think it's the best horror comedy is because it balances those two the best because a lot of army of darkness is 100 percent slapstick i totally right that's why i love it because it's i'm a big fan of bruce campbell i'm a huge fan of ash as the character from Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, not the Evil Dead 1, that, like I said, that I look at that as a different character. Yeah, yeah, but I, I totally understand that. It's like that's the one that perfectly captured the mix of the two. Indeed, indeed. I feel like we, uh, we have peaked, gentlemen. What do you think? I think we have. That was, that was a very nice, uh, you know, brief for us. A uh, very good conversation. Nice, yeah. Tight. Yeah, tight, yeah. very tight, and we argued. We don't argue much, Eric. I know, we, man. We I'm, got I, into it. Yeah, fi- <laughs> finally, was so you great. Two get into it. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> totally. he, he was he was like Ramy. He like prodded and pro- poked my broken <laughs> ankle until I finally had to had to get my chainsaw. So, so that so was. Then, <laughs> let's let's expand a little bit on the Evil Dead universe. Have any of you guys watched uh, Ash vs Evil Dead? Not yet, not yet. It's, uh, I've it's... seen, uh, I saw like most of the pilot. Um, I wasn't crazy about it, to be honest, but I will try to finish it. I've actually gotten um, much more obsessed with another Star series. Uh, the Girlfriend Experience is actually really good, so I started watching that over I've heard that's good. Amy Simon's directed like half those episodes. Yeah, dude, and she's in some of them, yes. So anyway, awesome. long story yeah. short, I have not watched Ash vs. Evil Dead yet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it, it, capitalizes, uh, it capitalizes on the crassness of the character now that he's a little bit older. He's like definitely more of a like just careless asshole who lives in this like trailer park and only thinks about himself. And, uh, <laughs> and, and talking about like how much of a issue we have with the way the inciting incident happens in uh, Evil Dead remake, which I'm still like kind of baffled by. Like, I, I wish I, w- I had the chance to interview Fede Alvarez when Evil Dead came out, and I wish I had asked like why he made the choice of like just basically almost like trolling the audience into just going ahead with the fact that this character would still like he. It's not enough to like read like don't read this book you're gonna die and stuff like that he even like someone scraped out the words and he picks up a piece of paper and like scratches it with a pencil just so he's he'll, he's gonna be able to read it like it's, it just goes to these like ridiculous lengths but i like that in the in the series it's just like perfect ash thing where he just like he gets he gets like high with a with a girl and to impress her he just like pulls out the the book and reads from it, and then like this. This is in the show. This is in the show, and then he just like yeah. he, he when the deadites start showing up again, he just like he like complete. He had for, completely forgotten that he even did that. <laughs> so there, there's some like what an idiot. there's some like pretty like it definitely like capitalizes a lot more on the, it has the tone of Army of Darkness a okay. lot more than Evil Dead Two. It's uh it's it's definitely like a straightforward really dumb really really over the top comedy like so if you're if you're a big fan of army of darkness even over every evil dead 2 a little bit which which might be why eric and you ryan might find it a little bit um annoying uh but i i love it i love i love goofy like overconfident 
stupid asshole Ash. Like that's like the that's where <laughs> like the character for me in Army of Darkness has like completely peaked into that. And I think that's those are the kinds of characters that Bruce Campbell can like do in his sleep, and he does a great job at it. So um, cool. The show is cool. I would I would totally recommend it. But yeah, it's the the um. The two straightforward horror Evil Deads. Uh, yeah, definitely. I feel like I feel like we're. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm. I'm kind of in between you two guys here. Like it's it's, it's definitely like. Um, it's. I feel like the mood dependent. Mood, yeah, mood dependent. I feel like overall, in many ways, apart from just having a bigger budget, I feel like the. Uh, at least on on a screenwriting level, I feel like the uh, the remake is. Is superior, but the the nost- it's sometimes you know some of these movies like the charm on the nostalgia of how you relate to them, you know, goes a long way as to like how you appreciate them. So maybe that's why I'm not as ready as you, Eric, of like just chucking it and you know, even though like like when I was like recollecting uh, the Evil Dead movies on Blu-ray, uh, even though I don't I I don't consider it part of the series of Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness. I still made the point of getting the original because I still have like this this personal nostalgic connection to it. I guess. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, For sure. Well, what do you guys think? Shall we? Shall we wrap this up? Let's do it. Well, I'd say that wraps up episode forty-six of uh, Over Under Movies. Uh, you can subscribe to us uh, now on the playlist feed and listen to us on the playlist. Uh, we'll still be posting to the Over Unders feed for a while, but uh, you'll be getting the episodes first on the playlist podcast feed. So definitely subscribe to that on iTunes or SoundCloud or however you listen to your podcasts. Next episode uh, for episode forty-seven will be uh, my you, picks. my friend. Yes, it'll, yes, it'll be mine. Which, uh, which I guess could be titled. Uh, We're gonna get drunk. Substance abuse <laughs> in the desert. Uh, we'll be doing uh, the Ozploitation film *Wake and Fright* as the underrated, and Terry Gilliam's cult film *Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas* as an overrated. So yeah. uh, we'll definitely be getting heavy into that. Uh, but signing off for this episode uh, is Ryan Oliver. I also co-host another podcast called *Unspooled Real*. And this is Octavia Kozak, film critic for the Oregon Herald, uh, the playlist, uh, DVD Talk, and BayAspire.com. And you can also find us uh, on uh, Twitter at OverUnderMovies, and at fa- you can like our Facebook page at facebookcom OverUnderMovies. And signing off, I'm Eric McClanahan, film critic for Oregon Arts Watch, The Playlist, and I have another podcast called Adjust Your Tracking. You know, I should say, guys, um, uh, it's a good thing we're going to be recording that next episode. Uh, Really looking forward to it because we're going to just be so fucked up, man. We're going to need some. We're going to need some 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 audio proof that we had that conversation for those movies. Exactly. Eric's going to jump into the bathtub and he's going to be like, "We have to end the podcast right at this moment when the White Rabbit plays." (laughs) <laughs> exactly exactly jefferson airplane cue him right yeah, now that's gonna be cool do it <laughs> well thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode all right bye bye